Welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are two witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Selena. And I'm Luna. And it is June 22nd, 2020. Sun has just moved into Cancer. It's your month. Uh-huh. Enjoy. All the fire signs are like, fuck. <laughs> We're going to survive this, guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, we have a waxing moon in Cancer. We've got in a new cancer. moon like yesterday, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> Don't ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I wanted to say happy pride to everybody yeah, out there. happy pride. I always forget. Our last episode was like at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. And now it's... Almost the end of June. Right. Um, so happy Pride, everybody. Um, what are we talking about? Okay, so we're still doing our 13 Goals of the Witch series. And we're running out. We're almost we're almost out. This this series has lasted us all year. Yeah. I like that. We're on it. number 10. We're on number 10. There's only three more to go. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> we'll have to find something else to talk about. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. We'll don't have know. to start talking about it. yeah we will we will hold on i've got to drink this coffee okay drink it drink it here we go (laughs) ah that was delicious Mm. yes coffee (laughs) the elixir of the gods okay where are we it's morning we usually record at nighttime but we didn't so now it's morning again and this is how i am in the morning apologies everyone (laughs) all right 13 goals so number 10 this one Okay, this one is severely overlooked. Let me tell you what it is first. Okay. So, uh, goal number 10 is breathe and eat correctly. Mm-hmm. That sounds easy, right? It's not. It's not that <laughs> simple, guys. <laughs> it's not. So, the, the obvious part, you know, you, you want a healthy body, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's mysticism behind it. There are mysteries involved in this. So, I'm going to break them down for you because this goal, even, you know, even the places that I would... Um, you know, when I'm when I'm researching stuff, I like to kind of read and collect opinions and, you know, and just see what's out there. Mm-hmm. So even the places where the depth was recognized in some of the other goals that are usually oversimplified, this one was still oversimplified. And I'm just like, why? Why are we neglecting this? It's very important. It's in here for a reason. So I'm going to start. <laughs> you can tell I've already gotten onto my soapbox fully. Um, so I'm going to start with breath. Okay, breathe, breathe correctly. What, is, what does that fucking mean? Why is that important? Why does it matter to a witch? Well, we do need oxygen, firstly. Um, but outside of that, learning, well, let's stay inside of that for just a minute. But breathing correctly, learning how to breathe fully into your body, mm-hmm. oxygenates your blood, is healthier. Most people breathe very shallow and they don't actually get uh, proper breath moving through their body. Right. You know, they're not doing that. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong. You know, from the diaphragm. Diaphragm. Diaphragmatic mm-hmm. breathing. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. It's a word now. Um, so, <laughs> so that's important just for your body. Right. For your mind. But there's so much more to that. So when we talk about the breath from an occultist point of view, you're talking you're talking about the breath of life. You're talking about the way we we um, move life force around. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you are 
doing any kind of meditative practice or magical practice, really, the breath is so important. That's your life force. You know, that's where you take in life force. That's where you, you know, breathe out what your will is and, and other things like that. So, mm-hmm. so when you're, when you are breathing where it's, it's a way of, um, activating trance. There are right. so many different, it, it's a gateway of power. Um, when you are activating your breath, you're activating your mind. You can, by changing the, um, the frequency of your breathing, by changing how you're breathing, you know, whether they're internal, external through the nose or the mouth, or, you know, there's so much, um, there's so many different techniques out there for choose for, for affecting different types of change in your body and your mind, um, by how you're breathing. So there are, there are all kinds of breaths that, um, that take you into trance in different ways, either, either by elevating your, your heart rate, um, elevating you and pushing you into an ecstatic trance or by calming you and lowering you and bringing you down into an intrinsic trance, mm-hmm. you know, an internal type of trance. Right. So it's extremely important to a witch to be able to have control over his or her breath. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so so not only is it a gateway to trance, but it's a way to control your mind. It's intimately connected with your thoughts. So we we tend to um, in in most all of Western occultism have a focus on the five elements. Right, everything we do is is based around the elements, but there's a mystery behind that. It's mm-hmm. not as simple as just the elements that we see. Right. Um, but air is one of those elements, you know, and the mystery behind that is the mind and truth and thought. Mm-hmm. And that's because our breath and our thoughts are intimately connected. So when you are in control of your breath, you're in control of your thoughts and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So anybody out there that has anxiety knows yep. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you can get a hold of either one of those things, then you can get yourself into a, a space where you are able to recenter, mm-hmm. essentially. If you can control your breathing, um, you can bring your mind out of those, you know, cycling anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't do that, if you can't control your body, if your body is, you know, having the anxiety physically and you can't breathe, you can't catch your breath, if you can get a hold of your mind and talk yourself down, then you can start to get control of your body. Mm-hmm. And this is not just in in that expression either. You know, you you feel this in your magic, you know, your breath, where where you place your life force, that's where your energy is flowing. You know? Mm-hmm. So right. even beyond just the mind, your own um your energy is going to those places. So for example, um, when you're doing magical work, what's, what's a way to charge objects and things like that? You breathe on them. You blow your breath on them. Speaking, mm-hmm. you use your breath, your life force comes out through your vocal cords and you formulate the words of your spell and your intentions and what you say, as we've already discussed in previous right. um, goals, you know, those are living conscious things that you're activating in your life. Okay, so when you are speaking, you are using your breath, you're using your life force, your power inside your body is coming out. And that is 
that's what's coming through is your it's coming through your breath Mm -hmm. everything we say when we're communicating with each other is coming through this medium of air and that's our connection to it we internalize it we literally take in this this medium that we live in our atmosphere Mm -hmm. process it and expel it you know right so that's that's a huge huge part of our magic not to mention that's what connects us to the plant world as well because we live in this oxygen cycle with plants you right. know so what we take in is coming from the natural world around us and what we give out is feeding and nurturing the plant life around us so we need to think about that so what are we carrying upon that breath what are we saying what are we putting out into the world and they're intimately tied to our thoughts so what are we thinking mm-hmm. where what are we imbuing the world around us with Right. You know, as we're breathing, this is some serious magic. If you, and that's part of why I harp so much and I'm not talking about just positivity culture, but, but really having an awareness of what you're putting out, right? Being aware of your own thought processes and whether or not they're serving you. I'm not Mm -hmm. telling you what to think. I'm telling you, are your thought processes helpful for you? Mm -hmm. Are they serving you or are they blocking you? You know, and if you're thinking it and you're breathing, which is probably happening all at the same time, <laughs> you're you're charging the world around you. You're charging the atmosphere around you. You're charging the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. You're walking and moving and living in what you're putting out. Right. You know, so it's more than just beaming your thoughts out there into mm-hmm. the world, which is, you know, we're connected uh, electrically sort of. Mm-hmm. But but also your breath, you're imbuing it. You know, we we. We charge everything that we do as witches, you know, charge all the tools on your altar, charge all your stones, charge all your jewelry, charge your food before you eat it, all that stuff, right? right. We're constantly doing that. Mm-hmm. We're constantly doing that. It's it's not always an active choice. The, the magic is happening, mm-hmm. whether we're fully present and aware of what we're doing or not, Right. you know? So it's so important <laughs> to be aware of what you are taking in. And what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. If you spend a lot of time around people that are not in harmony with with what you um, want your life to be, um, you start noticing that because you're breathing up whatever they're putting out too. Right. You know, so it starts to affect you. I I, I definitely notice that when I'm uh, man, you know, and I, I keep going back to theater because. The particular theater I worked in was not one of those delightful little art communities that um, is just happy and beautiful and everybody's mm-hmm. being creative and productive. No, it was, <laughs> it was, um, wow. It was kind of a, an extremely toxic place to be. And there were so few spiritual people that mm-hmm. I could communicate with on that level or that saw any value in fucking anything, Right. you know? And, and so there was a lot of just being shitty because it's funny. Because mm-hmm. being shitty to other people is hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Um, Sounds like a lot of ego play. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it, everybody in the theater is a Leo. Mm. And if they're not a Leo, they're a fucking Scorpio, man. I'm serious. <laughs> but no, not not all of them. But a lot. A, a disproportionate amount of Leos. Um, but no, and, and it was... God, it just you would just feel bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Your sleep is interrupted. Your nothing digests well. You just feel run down all the time. And mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah. So, I didn't fully appreciate just how much 
it was wearing me the fuck out until I quit being in that environment, you know? And as much as I love theater and I love creating and I love art and I love that side of it, that wasn't what was happening at this particular theater. Mm -hmm. Like I like working with creative collaborative people, not this toxic egocentric hierarchy. And it was, it was very discordant with me and I could feel it physically Mm -hmm. and mentally and I, I don't know how I still have friends at all. I was not fun to be around. I might still not be fun to be around. Y'all still be my friends. <laughs> um, but anyway, but you can feel it. You can feel it physically. And mm-hmm. that's that's something to think about. And that's part of what this um, goal is about. It's about what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that includes what you're breathing in. So think about it like air pollution. You know, are you breathing clean air? that's healthy and nourishing to your body or are you breathing you know some polluted toxic air right think about it think about it because it affects your magic in a big way and then the next one the next part of this is to eat correctly now i'm not talking about go on a diet everybody should be keto i'm not talking about that it says eat correctly that means what is correct for you Mm -hmm. for your body for your needs because that's different for every single person okay So let me just be real super clear about that, (laughs) you know? And um, again, it's about what you're consuming. What Mm. are you taking into your body, into your energy centers? You know, what are you putting in there? Is it nourishing? Is it bringing you joy? That's, that's important. You know, it may not be super nourishing, but if it's bringing you some pleasure, eat it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all hear what I'm saying. Happy pride. Um, But anyway drink my coffee again it's so good look our sound guy doesn't drink coffee and he got a coffee machine just so that i wouldn't be unbearable isn't that sweet oh thanks sound guy you're the best um and so this coffee is called dark magic Ooh. i know i can feel it in my body it's so good um all right, what are we talking about? We're talking about what you consume. I right. am consuming a lot of coffee this morning. Yes, you are. Yes, but <laughs> where was I at? I had a point. Um, you have to eat. Just Oh, yeah. No, yeah, but even if it body. brings you pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, everything's kind of in moderation. Do you only eat for pleasure and not to nourish no. your, no, your muscle systems and the rest of your body? Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. You need a balance. Okay. Right. But you can't only eat what is nourishing and completely restrict yourself from the pleasure side, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're from the South. Hello. Yeah. If I don't eat my mama's black eyed peas, she's going to make me break off a switch. <laughs> but that's also toxic as fuck. She shouldn't be telling me what to eat. But it's also good, so I will. <clears throat> um, but anyway, so so think about that. And and as a witch, as an occultist, there's so much you can do with your food if you haven't explored uh, you know, maybe not everybody considers themselves a kitchen witch. Okay. But if you eat mm-hmm. food, I am asking you to explore food magic because it has a major impact charge your food think about what you're consuming where does it come from Mm -hmm. what is the magic of that you know if you're a meat eater like me then what what are you eating what is the magic behind that so one of my favorite foods is salmon um it's my absolute favorite if you go to a restaurant with me that's probably what i'm gonna get um but there's so much lore related to the salmon you know what am i taking in when I eat that, mm-hmm. where does it come from? How is it prepared? You know, how is it seasoned? What what animal allies am I working with? What plant allies am I working with? You know, what spices are you using? 
How can you, how can you use that to craft, you know, the life that you want? If you're working on spell magic, if you're working on, um, whatever your current goals are that you're, that you're trying to process, what can you do with your food to help, um, align you physically with, with that intention? Mm -hmm. You know, just like we, we're so quick to throw all our herbs and get all of our candles and get everything, whatever we need exactly right for our spells. But think about how that carries through into the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you learning from those, those plant allies? You know, everybody uses lavender and everything. Have you had some lavender tea? Are you drinking that teacher into your body and letting it teach you physically, letting it change you and uh, work on your energy centers? It's not, just like it's not just mental mm-hmm. we we've gotten to a point where we don't really think about embodying right. our practice mm-hmm. you know we think about it as something we do instead of something that we are mm-hmm. you know and that's difficult i'm not going to say it's problematic but it can be but it it diminishes our power it diminishes our work mm-hmm. when we forget that what we're doing is becoming a catalyst for change. And that starts within. That starts with what we consume. Right. Now let's talk about consumption, okay? Mm-hmm. So at the time that this uh, goal was created, we didn't have social media, internet. Uh, TV was not what it is. Right. So I'm going to add another one to that. I'm getting my pencil right now. <laughs> I'm going to just put consume. Hold on, let me, let me. Okay, so I want you all... I challenge you to think about what you're consuming as far as media as well. Mm-hmm. What are you taking in? Is it helping you? Yeah, I can't watch the news anymore. You know what? <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh-uh. I, I've, I've been kind of, this is one where I struggle, you know? Yeah. I ask Google, what's the news today? And she tells me. And then you just, and then just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know. That's all I need to know. It's uh, it's such a fine line because it's important to know what's going on, of sure. course. But how you get that information mm-hmm. can have a huge effect on how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you know, reading legislation, if you're re- if you're if you're listening to, um, you know, a bunch of media that's extremely biased, regardless of which side of the aisle it's on, biased mm-hmm. media is designed to get an emotional reaction out of you. You know, if you're looking at more neutral media, it's presented as these are the facts. Mm -hmm. We're not going to tell you what to think about it, Mm -hmm. but this is what's happening. This is what's legal. This is what's illegal. This is, these are the laws that are problematic. This is, you know, you know what I mean? Like they just present the facts to you and leave you to figure it out. Mm -hmm. When you find yourself watching something that is telling you what to think, we've all been there. We've all been in Often that. Often, we've lately. all been in that relationship yeah. where whatever you whatever you think is chastised. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching any kind of media like that, it's damaging mm-hmm. to your mind, to your thought processes. You know, if you if you've done any sort of study or experienced how sort of brainwashing and gaslighting works and affects your body, mm-hmm. um, then you will recognize how that feels. When you start watching something that's super, super biased, mm-hmm. you start f- you start questioning yourself. You start feeling feelings of guilt, uh, feelings of shame, all different sorts of feelings, you know. And and you don't, I don't know. 
Sometimes you're having feelings because you've recognized that there's something that you're doing that you had no idea was problematic, mm-hmm. and now you're recognizing that, and that's a feeling that you need to process. But when people are deliberately just trying to get you riled up, mm-hmm. you know, that's a different kind of feeling. So think about what you're consuming, you know, is is being on Facebook and listening to every fucking body's opinion helpful? Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or unhelpful. Yeah. You know? Um, I do think it's important to know what's going on. I think it's important to, um, you know, be aware. I think it's important to exercise your rights. I think it's important to, um, God, to fight for injustices and inequities in our system. Like Mm -hmm. we should be working to do that. That's what, you know, that's what witches do. We've always been those sort of people that are pushing for change and a more equitable society. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always been on the fucking fringes. We know what this is like. So that's important. But it's important to have factual information. It's important right. to um, to look at a broad spectrum, you know, and mm-hmm. not get not get hung up and caught up in one type of rhetoric or another, right. you know. Um, so it's really important, and and see how your body is feeling. Like if you've had enough, you've just fucking had enough that day, and that's okay. Put it down. Walk away. I struggle with this. This is my personal struggle. So. <laughs> You know, I always feel like I got to know what's happening. <laughs> um, but think about what you're consuming, what it's doing to your energy. Is it helping you? Is it bringing you to new states of awareness? Because witchcraft and life is not always easy and it shouldn't be easy. If it's always easy, I don't know what you're doing. I'm not going to say you're doing it wrong. I'm going to say that's not been my experience, but at all. Right. Um, but you should be processing difficult things. Mm-hmm. But that has a totally different feel than just being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, gosh. So I, I could talk about that for 100 years. So think about, this is the way I think about this This particular goal is about what are you consuming? What are you breathing into your body? What are you taking into your body via food or drink? How is that affecting your your energy systems? And what are you consuming? What kind of, you know, what are you watching? What are you exposing yourself to? What are you hearing? Mm-hmm. You know, and how does it how does it affect you? And it may be helpful. It may be putting you in this pressure cooker that's causing you to grow and change and evolve. That's okay. I'm just, do it mindfully. Mm-hmm. Don't just mindlessly consume until you're just completely drained and exhausted and don't know where to go and you're frazzled. And you, and you don't know how to feel about anything and you just want to die. <laughs> right. Don't do that. No, don't do that. You know, but, but be aware. I'm not saying, you know, just completely cut, cut yourself off from society and live in a cave. Although that is my life goal. <laughs> You're going to find me one day recording this podcast from my cave and no one will know where it is. <laughs> and Aoife going to come live with me. We're cave witches at heart, really. <laughs> but right now we've got work to do. So we're going to do that. Um, but anyway, that's that's my soapbox. I'm going to slide it over to the side now and step down. <laughs> that's my whole soapbox. I feel like I've not been talking long enough, and I feel like I've talked entirely no, too much it's good. at the it's same good. time. <laughs> it's good. It's all good. So what are your thoughts on all that? For me personally, um, the way things are in the news and on TV, I'm, I limit myself. I have like maybe two days that I'll watch the news and it's always the local news because I don't want to listen to the national news. Right. <laughs> I will do, I have a Google dot in my bathroom. So when I do my shower, I say, Hey Google, what's the news for today? And she goes through. Oh, the your whole, phone just activated. She just did it. Sorry. <laughs> um, she'll go through the whole thing and yeah. it's all the headlines. It's nothing real deep ingrained, but 
basically, like you said, just the facts. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's that's just enough for me to see what's going on and, and go from there. Being a cancer, I cannot sit and watch the protest. I cannot sit and watch the videos of the brutal arrests and, you know, the backlash to the police and things. I, I can't. I just can't. I don't have the energy. I don't. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't help you personally about it. There's no reason for me to expend that energy. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, But um, I could get on a soapbox about all that, but I'm not going to because it would take too long. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but I do. I've unfollowed a lot of people because I just don't want to fucking see it. Yeah. Uh, If you send me a brutal video, yeah, I'm not watching your shit. You know, it's it's unfollow. Yeah. Uh, if it's continuous or so severe that you're just not who I thought you were, it's delete Man. <laughs> or block. Yeah. Right? I've had a couple of those, not many, but a couple. Um, but I mean, I've lost friends over the presidential election and I say friends very loosely. These <laughs> are people that I knew for years. Yeah. And I thought we were really, truly friends without the air quotes. Yeah. But I found out really fast with the difference of opinion, we were not. Yeah. And I was disowned and I was deleted and unfriended and blocked and everything else because I said one thing and honey, that's just not a real friend. And it's, you did me a favor. Thanks. (laughs) You know, I will no longer waste my time on you. Um, But you're talking about, um, how what you speak your breath you have an energy field around you people feel that when you walk in your breath your voice your intention your emotional state all of that is combined in that field Mm -hmm. and that's where she said where selena is saying pay attention to your emotions pay attention to your intent what you say words have meaning they have value they have power they can hurt or they can heal and decide what you want to do with that hurting people for fun is not oh my god who does that yeah well apparently theater people do those Um, assholes but damn (laughs) you know some of them do actually that's just not cool i'm very glad that you're away from them because those are not people that you need to be involved with you're too sweet of a person (gasps) stop it you are i'm gonna drink some We're in our damn coffee. It's so good. Though. I know. Mm. But um, I'm going to wrap it up. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying, just pay attention. And like I said last time, listen to people when they talk to you. You can, if you can't hear their intent, you can certainly feel it. You can feel it. So take this lesson to heart. Y'all need to pay attention. Pay attention, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I'll step off my soap. No, you're right, though. I mean, um, <laughs> our energy field... Um, Gosh, you know, you you know how you can feel somebody when they kind of get into your personal your personal space? Oh yeah. Well, that's your aura. That's part of your aura. Right. Their aura is smooshing into your aura. Mm-hmm. And we're overlapping and we're you know, we're trading energy constantly. And if you hold your arms out to your side, straight out to your side. Mm-hmm. Take that and go all the way around your body, but and take down it out into about the ground. foot. Yeah. And that's that's actually probably 2 or 3 feet. Truthfully, depending on depending on what's going on. And that's your energy field. Mm -hmm. So if you step up to someone who's not feeling well, Mm -hmm. oh, God, I'm empathic. If I walk up, my husband can walk in the house and he's in a shitty mood. I know it before he comes in. the You can feel it. It radiates through the whole house. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) You know, Um, so, yeah, it it, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. It really does. 
Just yeah. being mindful and having an awareness of what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. we do things so mindlessly. We, we get do. into habits and, um, you know, even things that are helpful for us. Mm-hmm. If it's a habit, I feel like it's unhelpful. Right. If you're doing it mindfully because it brings you something that's useful, mm-hmm. great. If yeah. you just wrote doing the thing because it's what you do, mm-hmm. then it's diminished, you mm-hmm. know. So that's you know, another connection between the breath and the thoughts, you know, is, is what are we doing mindfully? I, I feel, and I'm bad about this myself cause I'm always thinking about stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I'm off in wherever crazy places my Aquarius rising has me considering, but I'm missing like what's happening right in front of me. Often mm-hmm. I have to constantly be like, Oh, be mindful, be aware, be present. Right. You know, there's a reason we say those things. Mm-hmm. It's not just pretty. Well, it's like when you have an anxiety or a panic attack, mm-hmm. the first thing they tell you is find six things around you to focus on and it will break that trigger to bring you back into bring your you body back into, into your present self and yeah. your present yeah so yeah absolutely paying attention to everything around you when you're doing food magic or kitchen oh, magic yeah. like you were talking about write sigils on the bottom of pie pans before you put them in there fucking right you can do the same thing before you put meatloaf in a pan just draw it in the in the grease in the bottom of your pan count I your mean, stirs kids yeah <laughs> uh, count are you your stirring stirs. clockwise pay attention you to what herbs and clockwise. spices you're using <laughs> because they have meaning to them look mm-hmm. it up and you they know, do. Um, if you have a family member that you just don't get along with, honey, you can kind of help. Hey now, that over hey a now. Bit if you need to, <laughs> I'm not talking anything. She's harmful. talking about sweetening it up. Yeah, That's sweetening what she's it up, about. making them more more easy. To <laughs> or deal you with. could poison them. No, don't do that. Uh, we don't. We don't no, condone that. We don't condone you didn't hear that here. No. <laughs> it's another show. <laughs> they can't see my face, so they no. don't. Know. Um, <laughs> But you're She's absolutely kidding. right. <laughs> but think about think about the color correspondences of what oh, you're absolutely. consuming. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez, folks. Colors that you wear for the day are going to put forth an energy in you. Right? So. We're matching. All three of us are yeah. matching today. We're wearing blue. Blues. The color of Jupiter. My planet. <laughs> My home planet. That's where I came from, and y'all. water. And water. water. We're going to talk about water in a minute. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, we are. Because cancer season. Yeah. Of course, we're going to talk about water. Well, we got to talk Our lovely cancer Luna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess we should get off of this soapbox. But seriously, y'all, play with kitchen witchery. I'm going to bring... We're going to have another episode about... Oh, yeah. We'll we'll extend this on that. Yeah. We do so many overviews. We're going to have to start, like, pick a topic and just super dig into that one thing. Do I need to do a Pinterest uh, folder for kitchen witchery? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? We'll we come can, up with something. Can I add things to sure it? Sure you can. I'll add you to Sweet. it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> okay, so you guys get what we're saying. Yeah. Think about what you consume mm-hmm. mindfully. Especially now. I mean, we have so much going on, and it is complete and total overload for a lot of us. You can't drive down the street without seeing 40 different billboards and advertisements. Oh, I know. It's just like everybody wants you. Everybody wants a piece of you. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a piece of you. Constantly. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, and for whatever reason, it's worked. And we feel like we should be doing this. We should be doing this. We should be hanging out with this person and that person and the other person. We should be doing this for our family. We mm-hmm. should, 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 should. No, I hate that word. I hate that word. You know, well, we're not focused on what we need. Yeah. 
here's the kicker. I think we're going to be focusing on what we need a lot more, especially now that the pandemic is still here. One would hope so. Um, I still feel I, f- I still feel like I should be giving more to the community. Yeah. Well, fuck, we're all stuck at home. No kidding. I'm going to do what I well, can, Well, a lot y'all. of us are, but a lot of us aren't. <laughs> and y'all, true. I do want to do my little PSA. Uh-oh. You don't have to wear a mask, but if you don't, at least do the six-foot rule. I think in a lot of places you do have to wear a mask. Yeah, but I I still see a lot of people that don't. I do. I see a lot of people that don't. And I highly encourage you to wear your fucking mask and wash your damn hands. We know how germs spread, kids. Who don't? Who won't? I know why. I don't understand. Anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. But (laughs) just wear your damn mask. But Shit, it's still you have here. to wear if pants go, everywhere you go, right. or you'll get arrested. Wear your damn mask. Exactly. If you go out and <laughs> protest, wear your mask. If you do, please wear your mask. A big group um, meeting outside or or get together or whatever, you know, either use your mask or do the six foot rule. I mean, it seems silly, but right now we really need it. Y'all know that this COVID has got three strains now, not just one. Yay! So, um, but they're still working hard on a vaccine. We're hoping that they're going to have it very, very soon. Um, probably next spring. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. But, you know, even... But it's going to bring us all... I think this is lasting longer than that they intended to. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. But um, our focus has been home. Yes. For a lot of us. You know what's so interesting? We're paying attention to what's important. I agree. What's interesting to me is <laughs> at the beginning of this year, because I've been in school for so many years mm-hmm. and my focus has been on my own studies and teaching and, you know, sort of building community here. Uh, I've just been like, you know what? My focus this year is on my house, my home. I'm going to clean go. that shit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just going to spend more time with my family and my kids and I'm going to stop worrying about what I should do for other people that don't pay my bills. You know, um, which I'm terribly bad at. I want to just like do all the things for everybody. Um, I'm still not super successful. But then this, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I even like I drew, um, I made a sigil this year at the first of the year um, for me focusing my energy on home. If you've read my chart, which why would you have read my chart? <laughs> but if you have, um, I have a stellium in the 10th house. I have six planets in Sagittarius in the 10th house. So my like, and I don't have any planets, nothing below the horizon, except my north node, which is in Gemini. So all of my focus is on work. It's on work. Mm-hmm. And it's all focused on public work, you know, which sucks for me because I'm a cave witch at heart. But that's where everything is. So I'm trying to balance that because I feel overworked. Mm-hmm. And so what's across from that? The fourth house, right? So I've got to balance that with home, with family. Mm-hmm. So that was my goal this year. I was like, I'm going to balance this shit out. I'm going to be home a lot more this year. And I made a little sigil. And, you know, that was my plan. And I put it up on my wall at my desk. And I look at it every day. And uh, since March, I've been like, well, fuck. <laughs> Probably should have been a little bit clearer in what I meant with that. So it's your but fault. You know what? Maybe it you is. You did it. Oh, my gosh. There's going to be a conspiracy theory because of that autumn episode. Yeah. And then this, they're going to be like, witchcraft uh-huh it's not mine i promise i wouldn't i'm not creative enough um but you're right uh i i think people people we, we're too smart we understand how how things spread and how germs work mm-hmm. we're too smart to act like this <laughs> come on come on yes just, just wear your mask wash your hands be smart you know what my mother-in-law called me the other day and i you know I'm proud of her because she's been wearing her mask. Mm-hmm. She has a respiratory, uh, chronic respiratory uh, illness. Um, 
But she's always got pneumonia. Always, always. She just always has pneumonia. Right. Forever. Um, And she said this is the first year. She's not had it. She's not had pneumonia. She said, I think I'm going to wear my mask for the rest of my life. I said, well, good for you. And I was like, doesn't that kind of tell you how dirty people are (laughs) generally? Mm -hmm. Just don't wash their damn hands. Come on. Be clean. Cleanse. Purify. For it's years, part of your I've magic. used um, hand sanitizer whenever I walked out of any store. Yeah, I'll put hand sanitizer on before I start my car or anything. And my mother used to look at me funny. You know, I've done it since I was an adult. Yeah, she's like, "Why did you do that?" And she told me the other day. She says, "Now I understand why you used to do that." Because I said, "I still do germs. it. I do it even more now." Y'all, yeah, yeah. I've been in too People many, too many situations where I'm like, watch somebody walk out of a public restroom, walk out of the stall, go straight to the door, and I'm like. I can see you. Uh I can see that you didn't wash your hands. Mm -hmm. You just touched the doorknob. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm opening the doorknob with a paper towel. It's like, uh uh-uh. So, yeah. This is why I'm hardly ever sick. Have you you ever seen me miss anything because I was sick? Mm -mm. Literally never. How long have we known each other? Six years? Yeah. Yeah. Because I washed my damn hands, (laughs) y'all. All right, y'all. But anyway, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done bitching. Think about what you consume. Oh, yeah, that's a way to consume things. Think about the germs that you are consuming. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about garden stuff. This is really why everyone's here. Let's. (laughs) Oh my god, I just bumped the microphone. That's okay. Well, y'all know, (laughs) y'all know that um, down here in the south, it's hot, hot as fuck. We are still in growing season, but not necessarily in planting season. Um, the main thing, our main goal is right now, I mean, we're in zone eight. So that tells you how far south we are. Um, but our main goal here right now is keep everything we planted two months ago alive. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about irrigation today. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, watering your plants, two best times a day to water your plants. First thing in the morning. Okay, before the sun is fully up, if you can do it, and late in the evening as the sun is going down. Reason being, if you water them first thing in the morning, then they'll have water all day. It'll evaporate through the day, but at least it'll have, you know, enough water moisture during the day, through the hottest parts of the day. If you water in the evening, it gives it overnight to actually soak in and for those plants to absorb that water. So it actually gives them a stronger base if you water in the evening, okay? One thing to watch for, though, if you overwater in the evening, you could start causing mildew or bacteria to build up on your plants. So just keep an eye on them if you do that. I water in the evening. A couple of things I do um, for a while, I did stand there and actually hold the hose over the bed and water my plants. Uh, now that I have so many beds, because I've extended my garden significantly. Take you all day. <laughs> there's no way. So I have a little sprinkler that um, I actually set to low, and I set it in each bed, and I let it run for about 20 minutes. And that's really all it needs, because the beds aren't real deep, and it allows them to get enough moisture to soak up into the roots overnight. Um, I should do it every other night. I have not. My plants are showing it already. <laughs> so guess what I'm doing this evening? Um, watering your babies. Right, watering my babies. Um, another way you can do it is soaker hoses. And I love soaker hoses. And if you can do this, awesome. Um, there's only two drawbacks from soaker hoses that I have found. And one is they're a little bit difficult to maneuver and get into the bed because they're a little bit stiff and hard. If you soak them in a bucket before you put them out, it helps. So soak your soaker hoses in a bucket of water, like overnight. 
I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. It softens them up a little bit before you put them out into the garden. Because, I mean, if you've ever played with soaker hoses, they come wrapped up in a coil. And you undo the coil and you set them in your garden thinking they're going to lay down. And they look like this big snake just bouncing up and down <laughs> over the top of the ground. But if you soak them a little bit, they're a little bit more pliable and easier to use. Now, the longer they're out there and the more you use them, they're going to lay down more. Um, but... You also got to have a hose hooked to them, obviously, for them to work. So unless you have all of your soaker hoses connected somehow, you're going to have to move that hose, which is why I don't do soaker hoses. If I got to move a hose, I'm just going to put a sprinkler on them anyway. Right. Um, so on soaker, soaker hose, ho- yeah, I have a question. So you can lay those in before you plant. You can. But if if you have missed that opportunity, you can put them you on can top. You just put them right on top. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you put mulch on top of them? You can. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to, but you can. They're going to drip either way, and that's how it works. They, they're called soaker hoses, but they just drip they all ooze. through the hose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the material too. they're made from, they do, they ooze the water out. Um, and they're designed to water down by the root systems of the plant. So, because if you, if you water your plants in the daytime and you get the plant wet and that sun hits those, those little droplets of water, it will burn your plants. It will oh. fry them and kill them if you're not careful. So that's why I didn't you even don't think water about the in the water. middle of the day. I don't even think about the water uh, I've magnifying killed the so many plants doing that. So I'm speaking from experience. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so if you do have to water during the day, water down towards the bottom of the plant and try and get the water into that root system and try not to get it on the leaves because the sun will reflect it and it will fry it in a heartbeat. Your roses will fucking hate you, too, if you get they water on their leaves. Mm-hmm. Yep, they do. They tell me that shit. Yep, they're sassy. <laughs> now, I've got to move um, where my water spigot, my water faucet, we call it a spigot in the south. Where my water faucet is outside, I have to move it um, so that I don't have to go through a ditch and all that kind of stuff to get to it. Um, but when I do, I'm actually going to set up a timer on it. Mm. And I'm going to set all my sprinklers out. I'm going to connect my hoses. And I'm going to set my timer on the water faucet so it'll turn on at a certain time and turn off at a certain time so that's something else you can do if you don't want to put uh, a underground irrigation system which is another option that's very expensive that a lot of us <laughs> can't afford so that's why i don't do it <laughs> and you need to do that while you're building your bed and i live on on a clay right. property that is well, nothing but clay and rock <laughs> yeah all my beds are raised beds because of it so it's it's futile for me to do an underground irrigation system but a lot of people do um so that's your options for irrigation. I have another question for you. Yeah. So you've got, okay, so you've got sprinklers set up in your beds. Mm-hmm. You keep hoses attached to them all the time. I have one hose that's mm-hmm. probably three long hoses put together. Mm-hmm. And then I have one sprinkler. Okay. And I move it from one bed to the next. Okay. And that sprinkler is blow, you know, puts out enough water to water the whole bed. Right. If it doesn't, I'll start on one end and then move it to the other end. Right. Um, I only have one bed I have to do that to. But the other ones, it it covers the whole thing. So I'll just let it run for about 20 minutes, which is more than and enough. move it to another bed. Yep. Okay, because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My my water faucet. You've seen my house. Yeah. I'll, I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna clean that carport. Up. That's <laughs> that's my husband's area. It's probably never gonna happen. Okay. Anyway, um, so my my spigot for my hose outside mm-hmm. is not attached to my house. It's at the 
front end, close to the road of my driveway. It's like okay. right by the road. I guess the water department. Just I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Okay. Okay. But my plants are in the back of the house. Mm-hmm. So I have to run a hose from the front yard mm-hmm. around my driveway, around the side of the house. Down. It's like 500 yards of hose. Wow. It's ridiculous. But you can't leave it out because what happens is the hose will turn into blistering, hot, boiling water. Yep. And you can't put that shit on your plants. No. They will hate you. They will cook. They will fucking cook. So I have to either run the water for a good long time Mm -hmm. before it's cool enough to go on the plants or just wind that fucking hose up a thousand (laughs) times. So for people like me that don't want to do either of those things, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some other ways to irrigate. So I've been considering, I haven't bought them yet, but I've been thinking about it for years, getting just like a big ass rain barrel that Mm -hmm. has a spigot on it. Yep. To put some water closer to my planting beds. Sure. I'll give you another idea. Do it. Take you an old ice cooler that you're not using and set it out by your plant beds. Uh-huh. Because it has the little spout on it already. Yes. Really? hmm And if you want to, you can just turn it on and let it pour into the bed when it's dry. Or you can, you know, scoop your scoop buckets of water out and water it that way. I do have a cooler that I left out. You could bury that shit in the ground and then you wouldn't see it. You'd just be like a little well. Yeah. But I accidentally left this cooler out and the lid was on it. It is not watertight. Mm -hmm. And so it filled up with rainwater. And you were like, I'm using that in my planting bed. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) we were out there planting plants in the ground and my mother-in-law that was with me, she goes, oh, this is full of rainwater. Let's use it. I was like, duh, okay. <laughs> so we started scooping cupfuls of water out. And as we planted something, we'd pour a cup of water on it. Well, how about that? And that's how they got established, yeah. So, you know, I saw some mm-hmm. some rain barrels that are enormous, but they have a planter in the top. They do. So, like, when the rain falls down, it waters that plant. Yeah. And then it fills up the barrel underneath. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like... This is a barrel to catch rainwater. Right. You know, and they have like a spigot on the front and they have enough height that they get some water pressure you can connect a hose to. Have you seen some of those? I'd have, yeah. You can also get a rain chain. If you don't want to put a plant in the top of the barrel. What's a rain chain? Rain chain connects to the top of your corner of of your roof. Oh, nice. And so as the water rolls off the roof, it's collected on the rain chains, and you can direct it into that rain barrel. And they've got some really cool-looking rain chains out there. They're neat. Very decorative. Never even heard that word. Yep. You know, Um, there are some... Now, you need to check your local ordinances. And if this is part of your local ordinances, you... um, I highly recommend that you start uh, busting some ass about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are, in certain places... Um, there are restrictions on collecting fucking rainwater. What? Well, because they can't charge you for it, uh, I guess. I mean, if okay. you were collecting every drop of rainwater that fell on your property and then depriving a local lake of the water cycle, which I don't see how that's possible. No. Maybe don't do that, but that's bullshit. You should yeah. be able to collect the rain that falls on your own property. Rainwater. How are they going to enforce it anyway? They literally will arrest you. No, seriously. Well, check. Can they your, drive around? They do. They do uh, in okay. different parts of the, of the country. Well, so, if you live there, I'm sorry. <laughs> but 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 do some work on yeah. that because that shouldn't be. Yeah, just check. Um, what you say? Rain chain. Rain chain. Rain chain. Mm-hmm. Amazon has many, I'm and they're not expensive. Good. 
I need it to not mm-hmm. be expensive. Some of them look like copper, but they'll rust. But uh, to me, the rustier, the better. Yeah, they just look good. Does it affect the water? That no. You're, does mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. No, not at all. Um, I need to weed one of my flower beds really bad. It's taken over. I also have a little orchard that some has occurred into. Oh, cool. One of my flower beds that I didn't plant this year because it has a beautiful elder tree growing in it yeah. somehow. Um, I wanted to get the tree out of it, but now it's collected like a whole forest of buddies and there's yeah. like oak trees and pine trees and all kinds of stuff in there. And I'm like, you're all so beautiful, but you got to go. Anybody <laughs> want a tree? If you want, if you want a tree, let Just me know. pull them out. I know, but I feel sad because they're like two, two or three feet tall now. <laughs> that means they probably have root systems going so deep. I'll never you get better them get them up. Yeah, if you don't get them up, you're really, you're never never going to get them up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll let them grow and then cut them down and, you know, have them converted into planks. You can always try pouring vinegar on them. (gasps) That sounds awful. I'm not going to do it. Well, my, but my elder tree is in there. It doesn't matter. If you pour it directly onto the little seedlings, it should be fine. Your elder tree is bigger, right? Yeah, but. It should be okay. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I need to get that yep. f- little forest taken care of. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to not. And then next year, it's going to be a big forest. <laughs> and you're going to have to move the bed. I'm going to have to move. I'm just going to have to give my land over to the trees and just move away. That's okay. <laughs> oh, we have a listener question. We do. Let's ask it. This okay. is a great question, by the way. Right. All right, here we go. My question is, have you ever lost your faith in the divine? And if so, how can you get it back? I've been struggling with this. Thanks for the podcast. This person loves what we do. Thank you. We love what you do. And thank you for listening. This is a great question. and It's a hard question. It's a difficult question. And it's going to be sort of different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But um, short answer. Yes. That's not a short answer. That was weird. (laughs) Um, Lost my faith in the divine. Okay. Done it. I have lost my faith in people. I've lost my faith in the um, people's idea of what divine expression is. Um, I think I've always felt that connection, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I've definitely lost. I've 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 grown and changed my what my perception of the divine is a lot of times, um, and I think that's an important part of what we do. Like if you don't question your religion, how can you possibly say you believe in it Mm -hmm. if you've never questioned it? Right. You know? So I've definitely done a lot of that. I've done a lot of, is this all bullshit? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, let me think about it. Let me feel about it. But I, I, I constantly come back to the point where I cannot deny my own experiences. You know, Mm -hmm. I can reevaluate them and I can reevaluate, you know, my interpretation of my experiences. But I've had too many, too many experiences of direct connection mm-hmm. to discount. You right. know, I would have to be crazy, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know how else to, to explain it. So, so for me, um, I don't necessarily have the same concept of divinity mm-hmm. that, um, say, for example, that you would get in prophetic religions. You know, I don't think that uh, God can be understood precisely or, mm-hmm. or contained in a way that humans are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But I also can't discount my own experiences with divinities, with spirits, with 
you know, my own energetic connections. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think even for you, you had a complete religion change, but I don't think you questioned whether or not there was anything beyond. You just questioned the relationship you have to it or your understanding. Right. My, my, the way I was raised Mm -hmm. up was Christian. Yep. And I'm finding now, I mean, if you want to know the whole story of my crisis of faith, go back and listen to episode 17. Episode 17, we did a whole episode. We did a whole this. thing on it. Um, but now, I mean, I'm still doing research. I'm still doing soul searching, all of that. I've never questioned that there's something greater than us. Um, certainly, I believe in the divine God, goddess, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. And I've always believed that even since I was a kid. Um, but I think it's greater than our human brains can even imagine, or it's not, we're not capable of putting it into words or thoughts that actually would work for us. It's kind of like, you know, overloading an engine, (laughs) you just, you pull something that heavy and eventually that transmission is going to blow. I think the human mind is the same way. I don't think we can just fully comprehend how broad and big it really is and how much different elements of it encompass that in itself. Am I making sense? You're making sense to me. Um, Well, that's good. (laughs) At least one person. Uh, (laughs) So, but it is a constant, constant fight. And if you have lost, I'll give you this advice. If you have lost faith in the divine, it means someone or something is pulling your chain and telling you to pay attention to something specific. What you have believed to be true this whole time is not what you are supposed to believe, if that makes any sense. It's it's pointing you in another direction. Um, if you thought it was green, it's probably brown or gray <laughs> or purple. Okay, it's just, it's not the same. And what you're focusing on is not where your focus should be. Your focus should be in another area. So it's trying to guide you and move you to do the research, do the experimentation, Look into other avenues of thought, what other beliefs are, other religions are. People around the world, they all believe so many different things. So many. But if you look at it really closely, it all comes back to the same center. So just get out and experiment and look and read. And if it resonates with you, you're on the right path. If it doesn't, you're not. And that's the best advice I can give you on that. That's that's good advice. I think um I think I would have to know what do you mean when you say the divine? What does that mean to you? Right. Because that might mean something different to me. Right. So I think that people um I think when people become disillusioned, it's not necessarily because they don't think there's a spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it is. You you might be an atheist. That's okay. Yeah. Um but I think it's um, I think it's often because they're having to re-examine um, prior beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Exactly. They find out that they realize that a system they're working in doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And then what does that mean? Does that mean it's all bullshit? Everything's bullshit? Mm-hmm. Or does that mean that doesn't work for you? And then the question, too, is why do you think you have lost your faith in the divine? What was that moment? Because there is one. Mm-hmm. What was that moment? That discussion, that event, that thought, that dream, that feeling that flipped that switch in you. What was that moment? You can get back to that. It will give you a clue as to where to go. Is it your 
not necessarily you've lost your faith in the divine, but maybe you've lost your faith in religion. Maybe you've lost faith in your community, you know, your family, um, any number of things, your friends. Um, but go back to that point because I guarantee that's where your biggest clue is going to be that that's going to set you on whatever path it is that you're supposed to be on. I agree with that. And I would say that, um, you know, if you kind of look back at some of our earlier episodes, we talk a whole bunch about introspection. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, if you are, um, usually when you're struggling with it, if if you're like, there's no spiritual side, it's all bullshit, fuck it. You don't really care. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, if you're truly an atheist, but if you have lost that and you're like, I know there's something, I just, this doesn't make sense to me anymore. What Mm -hmm. does it mean? What is it? Then that tells me that you do feel like there's a a divine source of some, of some kind. You're just struggling to define it. So, um, in occultism, we would call this a tower moment. Mm -hmm. We would call this, um, an initiatory moment Mm -hmm. and it's not always comfortable and it doesn't necessarily always feel good. And you don't necessarily always feel in the flow when you're having sort of a, a, a moment where you're where you're pupating, you know, you're right. you're having an initiatory experience. Mm-hmm. So, what you do with that is you deeply, deeply feel it. You mm-hmm. explore it. You acknowledge what your thoughts are and your feelings are, mm-hmm. and you just have to deeply examine it and try not to let other people's um, ideas of what you should be thinking or feeling mm-hmm. or believing. Let's break that word down. Yeah. Belief. What is that? I don't believe. Uh, I think Terry Pratchett says it the best. Oh, I don't know which which of his books it is, but it's a it's a Discworld book. And Granny Weatherwax is talking about um, believing in the gods, and she's like, "I don't believe in them. That's like believing in the mailman. Mm-hmm. You know, I know them too well. You know, don't right. don't go believing in them. It only encourages them. That kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, so I don't believe in the gods any more than I believe in Luna sitting right here. Right. I don't I don't have to believe in her. She's mm-hmm. right there. Um, so it's that if you take away that sort of need for faith, mm-hmm. it's a whole different experience. Yeah. So, you know, I know what I've experienced. I know who I've met along the way. Mm-hmm. I don't have to believe in them because I experienced it. Because you know them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not what I experience is going to be different than what you experience. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Absolutely. So I would ask myself, uh, how much... Are you directly reaching out to make contact? Mm -hmm. Are you um, doing the work to, you know, it's not like, it's not just going to necessarily come through to you. Mm -mm. You you, you have to kind of open yourself to experience. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know, you have to learn what, what's, what's, what's direct experience with the divine actually going to feel like. Right. Because it's not. And it could be something as simple as serendipity. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people also call it coincidence. Um. You know, synchronicity. Yeah, that's my favorite word. <laughs> but um, I mean, you can have things happen. You could say, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think we've talked it, talked it to death. I think we have. <laughs> but we you have. get the idea. It is a struggle. It comes up a lot. It's hard. And I'm so sorry, honey, you know, that you're feeling that way. And it's tough. It's a sucky position to be in. It really is. But um, it's the beginning of a journey for you. It's an so just look at it like that and keep it positive and just, you know, no matter what people tell you, use your gut. Your gut's never going to steer you wrong. Mm, unless it does. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I mean, just, just generally speaking, mine has definitely steered me wrong a time or two. But just, just you, you've got to do the introspection. You've you got to do yeah. it. you got to dig in and yeah. like, because you're part of that divine. 
Uh-huh. You're divine too. Yeah. So and just search because it's not just gonna pop up. And it might pop up, and you might not notice it because you're not aware of what That's the, your signs too. are. Yep. So you had a complete like flip. Oh, in I your, complete. You had a major tower moment. Yeah. yeah. At, and relatively recently, in yeah, in the grand cut, scheme of things, just a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So, and I'm anyway, still searching. Listen to episode 17 if you haven't. Um, episode two one. Tells your story mm-hmm. more in depth as well, if you haven't yeah. listened to that. So um, we talk about it a lot more on, on number 17. And Aoife chimes in as well, and mm-hmm. she's got some excellent, excellent perspective on that yep. as well. Um, okay, I think we've talked enough. We're going to let these people get back to their lives. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please keep sending us questions. We absolutely love your questions. Love your questions. We'd love, love, love to love. hear where you're at. I hope you're all, you know, washing your hands and hunkering down and staying safe and you know doing the work keep doing the work we need witches right now hardcore so go do your work do your magic blessed be bye y'all thank you all so much for listening and don't forget to rate review and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider it helps get our podcast in front of more listeners just like you If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305 or find us on facebook.com forward slash Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. You can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. Or for our latest episodes, search Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast on your favorite podcast provider.